Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is my wardrobe malfunction. How are you all? Glad to have us back in your ears? We really hope you are. And hope you like the fact that we've gone a little off-piste with some of our guests this season. In fact, this is episode number 73, and the first time we've ever had two guests for the price of one. If you're over 40, you probably will never have heard of them. But anyone in their teens or early 20s most certainly will. It's social media superstars Louis Ball and Isla Loba. So... Let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors, and find out what's inside. So, today we have something completely different. We have our first couple. Not romantic, as far as I'm aware. I don't think so, somehow. Um, But if you combine their ages... If I combine your ages, you are still younger than I am, which, uh, I mean, I'm feeling so old just looking at you. And well, you um, look good, though. Oh, thanks, darling. <laughs> I'm 60. So I think there must be because we're on Zoom. But um, And also, if you're close to my age, you would probably never have heard of them. But, my God, your kids will have done. My kids are so excited that I'm interviewing you, too. Oh, oh yay. So, so we have our... First, YouTube sensation, blogger and columnist, Lewis Ball, and TikTok star, model, and Peckham's finest, Loba. And together, they are the hosts of Pop Culture Podcast, Pop Off. How are you two? Little kind of fairy spirits. How old are you both? How old are you, Isla? I'm 24. Okay, so you're sort of a little bit more than a child. And you, Lewis? <laughs> 23. 23. Oh, my God, you really are babies. Um, but you've achieved so much. And what I'd love you both to do is to just give me a quick biog about yourselves in 30 seconds. Or you can do each other's biog if you want. But, Lewis, you start. Oh, just give start. me a quick run through. Okay, well, I'm Lewis. Um, I've been doing a YouTube called Looking for Lewis since I was 13. So 10 years now I've been online. Um, and I've just basically documented on my line, all my life online for the past 10 years, which has gotten me to the point right now where I am sat here speaking to you. <laughs> Aww, and you, Isla? Um, so I'm Isla. Um, I started off kind of doing TikTok and just on social media, like Instagram and stuff. And then I went on a TV show, um, Peckham's Finest. And now, yeah, I'm doing a podcast, which I've been wanting to do for so long. So I'm like super happy. And I feel like this is like the start for me. Of something more. new. Yeah, of something new for sure. <laughs> well, I think it's the start. I think you're both. I mean, I listened to your podcast and um, one of them where you were talking about... Um, Botox and <laughs> oh, fillers. Yeah. 
And it was so interesting to get your take on it because I, I feel the same. Mm. And, and I didn't know that all these celebrities were having their kind of fillers melted, mm -hmm. smelted mm. and gotten rid of. But are you kind of pro or against overall? I'm sort of pro whatever the person wants to do. Mm -hmm. I yeah. do think that there is a slight normalization to the point of almost like verging into body dysmorphia when yeah. it comes to the filler and how unregulated it is. And I think mm -hmm. there maybe needs to be like like some sort of law or something yeah. passed so it's a bit mm. more on the watch. But as a whole overall concept, I am for it because I've even seen like close friends of mine whose like confidence has transformed yeah. from it. I agree. Like I'm just happy. I just like, I think it's great that there's, there's this thing, obviously there's going to be a massive negative to it anyway, but um, I'm just happy that there's something that can make people like, people's confidence like go up massively but I think that the negatives are like quite bad um and just mm. yeah how normalized it is as well um I am someone that kind of stands for like I just really want people to be happy within themselves as well but if that makes them happy within themselves even more then let's do it let's go for it yeah I, I mean I think it's it's interesting because it does appear to be very addictive. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm like you, if it's going to make someone feel better about themselves, then knock yourself out. But at the same time, especially when I see young women, Isla, who um, are going, you know, it's as easy to get kind of Botox as it is to have a bikini wax. Yeah, Do you know exactly. what I mean? And it's yeah. like, you can go anywhere. And then it's all, I think, from my perspective, especially for women, it's all about sex. It's like when you have fillers in your lips, why do you want your mouth to look like a sort of engorged vulva <laughs> of a bitch on heat? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like that thing. And I just think that's wrong because the, the one thing you have on your side, you know, which, which, is only there for a moment is your youth and youth is natural youth is the most beautiful thing mm. in the world yeah i do think that's like the point where it becomes like body dysmorphia because people are like they kind of get it to a point where they they can't remember what they were like before or they think that their old version isn't like the best but then there are other people that do like that look and kind of i guess go for that look and it is a dying look as well at the same time which is sad which i think is more sad because I think it's sad that um, that like people's bodies are trends now. I hadn't thought of that. So it's kind of like your body can become a trend in the same way fashion can. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is like, because I guess everything like now has just sped up, like social media sped up, um, just like the longevity of everything, like what we wear, how quickly you can get clothes, how little money we can like spend on clothes, filler, everything's speeding up. So people are getting filler and stuff like that. And um it's not something that they're necessarily thinking, oh, it's going to last a long time because as technology is um, progressing, they know that there's going to be a way that they can like reverse certain things. I know that there's not always a way of everything, but especially with filler and stuff, like people now know that, okay, I can get all this filler, but I can also get it, um, what's it called? Dissolved, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Dissolved, yeah. But do you think it's it's sort of, I mean, I wonder if it's come from, so you have all these filters and things on Instagram, et cetera. It's whether you use those those filters and then you see yourself looking like a perfect version of yourself as much as possible. And then you look in the mirror and you want your image to reflect mm -hmm. the image that you're presenting on social media. Do you think there's a bit of that? 
Yeah, I I think it's also one of those things where things on social media are very like edited and there's filters which people can literally just put on and they don't even have to do anything themselves to enhance features about them and then that sort of becomes a realism in Mm -hmm. that Mm. people expect that they look like that in real life for example like you can literally just go on instagram and put a filter on you which gives you bigger lips and lifts your eyes a bit and like delves into a certain beauty standard and then you take the filter off and you don't look like that but because you think you look better on that filter you're like well how can i then make that into real life Mm -hmm. when what you're looking at on that phone is not a real life thing so it's not something that needs to be made into in real life yeah i agree Mm. totally um it's just so easy to just be like as you said like getting a wax i'm pretty sure the people that used to do waxes now just are doing like fillers and yeah like all of these like procedures and even what you said back to the social media speeding things up i feel like maybe a few years ago like even like 10 years ago when you look at like people that you looked up to you'd see them in like magazines and on tv screens and they seemed a bit more like unattainable and a bit Mm. more out of your sort of sense of reality yeah but when that then bleeds into like like an influencer you follow or someone that you like like um on tv and you're following them seeing them do everyday stuff on instagram it makes them very much more a real person Mm -hmm. which Mm. then makes their beauty standard more of a thing that you feel like you have to live up yeah. to, in a sense. It's nothing is like segregated anymore. Like yeah. my news um, source is mostly Twitter because like BBC News posts on Twitter, but then I can also see anything else on Twitter. Same with um, Instagram. Like if you follow certain pages, you're gonna get like a news report or like someone's gonna say, oh, like anything, like just a news. But then in the same breath, it also has just general people that have just put a filter on their face, mm. you know. Mm. Do you think, I mean, because you're both um, social media sensations, do you think you're part of the problem, that you've become part of the problem because you are both so huge? But Or how do you feel you've both differed in terms of presenting an authentic version of yourselves? Well, I would say for me, I don't edit my pictures. Personally, I edit mm-hmm. the light in on my pictures, but I don't, I don't use filters. I even spoke about it the other day on TikTok. I want people to stop using filters because I I just don't think that they look nice. Like, why would you want to look like the same? Obviously, there's insecurity reasons, but I don't want people to think that they need to look like the same person. Like, it's nice to, like, have, like, an individual nose, like, maybe, like, more crooked teeth or, like, you know, your eyes are further apart or your nose isn't that skinny. Like, look like you. Because at the end of the day, when you go outside, that's what people are seeing. Mm. And also, why do you want to look like everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. The filters just make you look like everybody else. Yeah. So... Lewis, you started on YouTube, which I think is amazing that you started. What what were you? You were the age of 13. And actually, it was so weird. I had this friend who was staying at the weekend who did this amazing documentary, which you must watch, called Me at the Zoo. And it's about exactly, it's like he's an American, young American guy. And this was in 2012. It was made. But the way he handled it was so much less knowing. But you seem to have come at it in a much more self-aware way. Do you think you were self-aware at the age of 13 when you started? Oh, God, no. I, at the age of 13, was like, I had not, I had no idea. Well, when I was first posting YouTube videos, being like a YouTuber or being a social media personality wasn't a job. It wasn't like an occupation. It wasn't like a, 
um, thing that people would do. It was around about when I was 15, 16 that I actually saw other people doing this as a full-time job. Um, so when I first started, it was just for pure fun um, and I just wanted attention as a child. So I was like, let me see if I can get that online as well as real life. <laughs> um, and then I think in terms of that, I was quite lucky that, thank God, I didn't I didn't really like start to gain viewers and traction till I was about 16, 17. Okay. So I had like years online of posting and like sort of gaining confidence online, but not to a, 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 like a viewership of like millions of people at the age of 13. So it was a bit more of like maybe like a healthy weigh in and like a bit more of like a organic, oh, this isn't just like one minute I have one viewer and now all of a sudden I'm everywhere mm, and I don't know how to mm. deal with this because I'm 13 years old and I haven't told my mom I'm posting online. <laughs> um, so I think that definitely helped a lot. Um, and yeah, I think as it also it helped that at the time that I was starting to pick up viewers and brands started to want to work with me people had been there before and had started to do this as a job. So I was able mm -hmm. to like seek help with people. I wasn't the first person to do it. Yeah. So it helped a lot that I could learn from what people have done in the past wrong, if that makes sense. So what do you think your point of difference is? Why do you think, because there are so many kids trying to emulate your success. What is your point of difference? Why do you think you've become <laughs> so successful? Um, I don't know. I always say, because some people ask me, oh, I want to start YouTube, but I don't know what to do. I always think like everyone has common points of interests. Like everyone is interested in like, well, not everyone, but there's a large group of people interested in fashion. Same as there's yeah. a large group of people interested in gaming, large group of people interested in pop culture. I think that like what it is that makes you sort of maybe stand out or gives you like a leverage over someone else is if you are able to speak about something that people um, are passionate and interested about while also in like injecting an, a, your own sense of personality and that isn't replicated anywhere else. Like I think Isla does it really well in the sense of like, I first found her TikTok and was really engaged in it because she was showing you what you were wearing, but the way that she would speak about like what you were wearing or the way that she would go about speaking about your day, it was like, it, she wasn't speaking to you like she didn't know you. Yeah. So it was like something new and different that I hadn't seen before, which is why I was so engaged. I think it's that sort of thing of like, being able to speak about a field that you know about and you know people are interested in, but either having a different take or doing it a different way or showing like your personality on how you can speak about this thing that everyone loves, but make yeah. it you. And also, I mean, Isla, <laughs> I think that you are, you know, you're very natural and and like you just touched on Lewis it's it's you're not sort of it's not like you're talking to people you don't know it's like you're having a conversation with a really good friend and I think that's what's engaging mm -hmm. yeah I think with Lewis especially as well is like he was kind of one of the first to like ever kind of do it as well especially at that age so I think like for, for what I can see from him is like the confidence like you have to really like even now there's so much of the same type of thing on social media to be different you have to like allow yourself to accept that people aren't going to like what you do or your views might not be the same because at the end of the day like how businesses might get a review online or might they might someone might tell them something yours are more in like the sort like or likes or comments and things like that so like you can review yourself and like I think yours especially like yours is like you've worked hard on like the confidence as well. Yeah, well, it's the difference is like if it's brands or something and someone gives a shitty review, it's a brand. Mm. But you and know, you're so too, much more personal. 
yeah you, you mm-hmm. two your your people and, and how do you deal with that how do you deal with the haters you two well I think sort of hand in hand of that sort of within like a if it's about a business it's about a business if it's about you it's personal mm. I think it's that sort of thing which is how touch wood like you sort of like have a longevity in the sort of industry is being able to recognize that you're both at the same time mm-hmm. I feel like where people go wrong is when you're too much into this is about you personally and then you start wanting to respond to everyone and being like no 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 I'm not like this and one of people mm. please and mm. then there's also the side where you go too into a brand side of it and you become less personable and everything you do is calculated to uh, like please everyone and do that I think there's that sort of like self-awareness you need to be able to recognize that you're both at the same time and it's probably most of the time not going to be possible to please both sides yeah and you've mm. just got to sort of recognize it and read a situation and sort of you know find a middle road what do you do with a with a wanker troll how do you deal <laughs> with a wanker troll um we this... do you ignore or respond it's a pet you know what it's like it, what i love about this job yeah is that i depending on my mood i can do what the <laughs> fuck i want like I yeah. can actually do what I want. Like you know, like businesses, they always have to have a decorum. Like you always yeah. have to be professional. Not me. Like if I'm in the mood to like clap back, I'm clapping back. But then sometimes yeah. I'm just I'm out. I'm having fun. Like I haven't got anything to say. Move along. It is what it yeah. is. But yeah, and I think we were having this conversation the other day. Um, it's one of those things where in the moment it like it feels really like. Ugh. But the internet moves so fast that mm-hmm. you need to be able to, and it's it's a skill that some like some people have to learn because it's like not something that's it's so much easier said than done but you need to take yourself out of a situation and be like literally in two days time no one's gonna care about this no one's gonna remember especially when it's like if people are all jumping on board on one specific thing they're just jumping on board because they think that they can like get a rise out of it so you've just got Mm. to take yourself out and leave it for two days and they really don't they really don't care and like the thing that i got to stress the most that i think is important is not to rush into any sort of response like not to rush into deleting something that you think I've done that so, so many, many people think that because mm-hmm. then you'll go back and once everyone doesn't care anymore you'll be like oh I wish I didn't delete that because mm-hmm. I actually liked that and I agreed with what yeah. I said yeah um it's a question of of acting not reacting yes exactly it? yeah for sure I remember um well no I do you probably don't know because I'm so old but I did Strictly for my sins and it was the worst fucking experience of my life. And I was humiliated in front of 17 million people. But um, they had like a BBC Strictly Instagram and I was put with Anton Dubeck. And I remember there there was some really, basically everyone was saying, poor Anton, he always gets a dud. And there was one post which was really quite vicious saying, I can't remember it exactly, but it was along those lines saying, poor Anton, you always end up with, you know, the ugly, oh, old, my. ancient, da 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 Anyway, I did respond and I, I just said, I totally agree. You know, poor Anton, <laughs> he's going to be stuck with me. You're completely right. Anyway, I, so I started this little conversation with whoever it turned out to be. And it, who it was, was this 13-year-old girl who I then started direct messaging and she ended up rooting for me the whole way through. So you don't know who's behind them or what is, whether it's a kind of knee-jerk reaction sometimes Mm, that people put these hateful messages up. And a lot of the time it's just people wanting a reaction because they'll comment something and I'll be like, okay, 
like I'll reply like okay question mark and they'll be like oh my god no I actually didn't mean it I love you so yeah. much oh my like, god they yes I've seen that so, especially on your page as yeah. well like I see it a lot on different on people I love reading people people's comments and like people's hate comments because they do that so much because they literally just want a reaction yeah. They just want yeah. the attention. Well, this is called My Wardrobe Malfunction, this podcast, so I guess we better talk about <laughs> clothes for a second. Um, but you both look fantastic, I have to say. Oh, you both look Thank so you. individual. Uh, Isla, that colour is sensational <laughs> on you. And Lewis, you're just so kind of pulled together. You do look like a, a rock star. Yeah, oh, my God. He's so but, <laughs> But Isla, you do you studied fashion, didn't you? Yeah. You studied. Where do you do that? I've done that at UAL, uh, okay. LCF. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> yeah. I do you know what? Like I was going through a point in my life where I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And um I really wanted to just get a degree out of the way. So I was like, let me just get this degree. Like I like fashion. I got into a good uni as well. And I was like proud of myself for getting into uni. So I was like, yeah, I've got to go here and just get over and done with. It was stressful. But yeah. um, I've got it out of the way now. I'm going to do my gradu graduation this year, actually. Are you? Yeah. That's fantastic. So outfit picking time, I'm excited. <laughs> That's so fantastic. And what about you, Lewis? Where's your... I mean, I have to say that little... That clip of you when you were 13, which I've wa watched, that when it starts, there is a kind of little camp kind of moment, <laughs> which I just I saw and I loved. It was just that little moment of sort of flicking your hand yeah. but but where's your in where has your interest in fashion come from always from a young age i was very specific about what i wanted to wear um and i was even very specific i remember that i thought like our school uniform when i was like eight nine years old was so much like hotter when i wore like shorts than trousers and i would like <laughs> beg my mom it would be like february i'd be like it's time for shorts now and she's like, it is not like, i'm like no 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 trust it's time for shorts and i always thought my school uniform was so much cooler with a jumper on because um, it's just more things to add to it. And so yeah. it'd be like April, like May, boiling, and I'd be in shorts, but with the jumper on. <laughs> and everybody would be like, what? I think I always just was interested in being... Different's the wrong word, because I don't necessarily think my style is that diff like that anything groundbreaking or different. But I think I was just always interested in, like, looking the part, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, being... Like, that's what, what fitting in? So no, fitting like, in. No, like, if, if I have a vision for how I want to look that day... I will have a meltdown if I can't reach that vision. Mm. Like, uh, my, like, your style as well, I feel like it just changes. Like, we have so many different, mm. like, just different styles. And, like, for, t for example, today, like, I'm absolutely baking hot, like, in the studio <laughs> with this hat on. It's itching my head. <laughs> this jumper is so hot. But, you're but I, not gonna change. No, I was like, I want to wear, like, a slouchy jumper, you know, have this, like, hat on. And this is, was my, like, look for the day. Yeah. And I just have to meet it. I think we're quite similar in the sense that. I don't think either of our styles are anything crazy yeah. unique or like groundbreaking mm. or like nothing that everyone anyone's ever seen before. But I think what we do is like incorporate loads of different styles to put together something that's like cute. Like you can recognize that it's like good and it makes sense and it's like succinct, but it's not like, oh my God, never seen before. I'm doing a trend <laughs> before anyone else. And I don't mm. call myself like a trendsetter. I don't think I'm like ahead of the curve at all. Mm. I just think that I can dress well and I can take tidbits from like loads of different yeah. people I'm and appreciate by, as well yeah, which gives sure. me my own look mm -hmm. so would you say you both dress when you wake up in the morning do you dress on your emotions do you dress on how you feel I'd say that for sure and what about you Lewis yeah I don't maybe not necessarily how I feel it more just like I think I sometimes dress according to the the location I'm going like mm. 
if I'm going to something like I was having this conversation with Isla the other day that I really want an eyebrow piercing. Oh yeah. And <laughs> you'd I, suit that. That's you'd what I say. Go for it. Yeah. yeah, you'd really suit that. But the two things that are holding me back is number one is I'm so flippant that I would know I'd want to take it out after six months. And I've heard that it can scar quite badly. And my other one is that I sometimes will dress according to like the crowd I'm going to. And um. though, like I know an <laughs> eyebrow piercing won't fit into every crowd that I go into. So that is another thing that I'm like, Maybe just hold back on oh, that. Oh, for fuck's sake, get a grip. You're an individual. Come on, just go there, do it. I think you should do like, it. He was looking the same with an eyebrow person. I said that to him the other day. Yeah, because that's part of your brand, Lewis. You're, you know, you you are someone who, who's a ball breaker mm. in individuality. So I'm surprised to hear you say that. You know what? It's not that I um like I would be embarrassed or anything. I I just like I don't I don't I actually don't know what it is because it's not in any sense of way that I'm like oh I wouldn't want to wear that there because I'd be so embarrassed that they would think it's uncool mm. I couldn't really give um a crap if they thought <laughs> they was uncool mm. but it was more the sense of like hmm I just don't know if it suit every situation I'm in mm. and even down to mm. things like if a brand wanted me to do this one thing or if like I got an opportunity to like host something but it was a bit like I used to do like children's television presenting. And I feel mm -hmm. like it's just, I, after doing four years of that, it's like ingrained in me that like, there was no facial piercings allowed, no tattoos. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, now always in the back of my head, like I actually booked in to get hand tattoos and I canceled on the day of. Oh, really? Cause I was just oh, like, really? wait, what if something comes up and I need to do that? Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. But, and I, I wonder if dressing on, on one's emotions is more of a female thing. Cause I'm like you, Isla, I definitely, dress on my emotions so mm -hmm. you can tell today I'm like in a scruffy old sweater <laughs> uh that I'm feeling quite confident and you know chilled with the world mm -hmm. but if I'm not feeling that then even if I'm just here at home I will dress up like I'm going to a meeting mm. oh really yeah I really dress up and then that gives me more confidence yeah. and a feeling of self-worth yeah that's such a good see mine's the complete opposite yeah see mine's more like if I just like not that I couldn't be bothered today but like I just wanted to actually kind of wear something like this, but on days that I'm just not feeling it, then I'm just like, oh, I'm going to kind of match that mood. I feel like you do it the good way where you do it the opposite. So like it brings you up, you know, like if you're like not, but mine's more like, yeah, if I'm feeling that confidence, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to wear a certain thing. Um, mm. I'm going to start adopting that because that is a really good way to think. I, like I talk that. about it on TikTok because I think it's it's what I say to my daughters. You know, if they wake up, if they wake up and they're feeling stressed or anxious, I always say to them, just just put something on that makes you feel great, yeah. and it really does. Even if it's just a color, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so that's so true. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. Um, who are your style inspirations, Lewis? You go. I don't know if I necessarily have a style like inspiration I don't think I look necessarily to people I look mm. more to um individual pieces of clothing or things mm. from like social media and I'm very like I don't think my style's that like gender neutral breaking but I take so much inspiration from women from men from non-binary people like there's really like not like one specific style like I'm not like men's streetwear like I love this person mm. this person I think I'm quite broad in terms of I take aspects from lots of different things and sort of piece it all together and yeah. like it's me um yeah I find inspiration through like loads of things even like in the streets of London mm. I get so much inspiration just walking through London yeah yeah I would agree I think for me like the um 
because I use Pinterest, I'm a massive, massive Pinterest user. For especially for outfits, I just get lost in like a thread of pictures. So, mm-hmm. like everyone just has like a different style, or people just have like the same kind of style, but it's like completely different people. Um, so yeah, I can, I can, I don't think I could pinpoint it on one person, but definitely like going around and like even coming like here, seeing how different people. My mum as well. I love how my mum dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, I still my dad's clothes a lot. <laughs> You know, like, and like my friends as well. Yeah, definitely my friends, friends group chats. Friends, yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, something has dropped today. And I'm just like, I won't be able to afford it, but I'll be <laughs> like, yeah, like, then I can take something from that and just like adapt it or whatnot. Um, but yeah, friends for sure. Yeah, but that's so great that you do that. I think people feel they have more permission to do that now. It's like you see something that is out of your price range. But if you're you've got an eye, you can adapt it. You can you can recreate that using, you know, clothes from a charity shop. Yeah, percent. And Depop or eBay yeah. or whatever. And and I think I mean, do you feel quite? Are you quite conscious about the whole sustainability thing and not buying twenty five t shirts from Primark? <laughs> um, I make an effort like for the past maybe year and a half two years to not buy from fast fashion mm-hmm. i can't remember the last time i placed like an order on the likes of like asos pretty little thing mm-hmm. boohoo all them mm-hmm. um i obviously know that it's not attainable for everyone and i'm actually in quite a lucky position to be able to do that also because i don't like i'm one of those people who hate like i hate 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 wearing the same things as other people so mm-hmm. i love shopping secondhand depop all those kind of things because i know when i find it it's my piece and i can post it on instagram and like everyone else yeah. can't be like oh what's the code for this and yeah, i'm gonna yeah. go buy it and look the exact same as you yeah, i agree i've got such like an yeah. ego complex with that <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah. And what about you, Isla? Are you kind of like charity shop girl? Yeah, I try. Like, I try. It is, the thing is, is I understand that it is effort to definitely shop in charity shops. But I've, like, I've mass, like, I think I actually had, like, a bit of an addiction to, like, especially I used to work in central London and I used to go into Zara, like, 
and buy something at least like twice or three times a week. And it was just so unnecessary. So, and I'm a bit of a hoarder at the same time as well. Like I don't really throw things away because I know that once I buy, I'm getting more into like being confident in what I know is nice. So like if I do get something, if I do potentially buy something from fast fashion, I'll make sure that it's like a good quality and it's not just a micro trend that's just going to die. And I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Like that's a pair of, I don't know, like a t-shirt or something that I can at least wear for the next however long. And all the stuff that I wear, like I've like had for like years. I wear stuff from like when I got, when I was like literally 15 years old. Do you know what mm. I found the other day? So I had what? a holy, sorry. I had my holy, <laughs> my holy communion, right? Um, which is when I was seven, I had like this little shawl like jacket thing on. I was like to my mum, I'm trying this on. And I swear like it fits me, yeah. But if you didn't know that I had it from when I was seven, it literally comes up to here and it's like a, literally like a crop top now. <laughs> and I'm, when you see me out on this little white top, right, it's my little holy, like I just love like <laughs> flipping things from when I was younger. It's so funny. But, it but that's really so good. in fashion, mm. all those little blero, little Yes, blero yes, yes, yes. It's very fashionable. But I mean, looking at, I think, do you follow fashion? Per se, do do you are you kind of strict about looking what's in the magazines or on the catwalk, or do you just maybe use that as inspiration to then go and do your own thing? I think in certain things I can appreciate that they're, they're nice, but I'm getting more into like what actually suits me rather than like what suits someone on the catwalk or someone else yeah. like there's certain things like for my body shape for my height or whatever like I just like I try I used to try and wear when I was younger and it just I felt good-ish because I was like okay cool like I like look cool I guess but I didn't feel good with him because I wasn't like oh my god like I'm putting on this banging dress and like it's accentuating this and I just like you know that in like inside feel good feeling like I never got that so that's what I'm aiming towards now and if it sometimes it takes trials and tribulations especially with what's coming out on like the catwalk and stuff. So, yeah, it's a bit of both, really. It's like me mm. and then what I see as well. Mm. Dressing on your feelings. And what about you, Lewis? If I'm honest, looking at you both, I would say, Isla, you're more of an individual because probably you dress on your emotions. <laughs> and Lewis, you're more into what's in fashion. Yeah, I oh. am. I am. And I do keep up to date with like fashion weeks and check all mm. that kind of stuff. And I do a lot of what Isla says. Like if I see a piece I like, I'll go and see if, I'll go and do some digging first and see if I can find something replicated mm. on Vinted or Depop or something like that first. Um, I think I do. I try not to base everything I do off trends because I definitely did that when I was younger. And as like things move so quickly now, it's just like if you base so much off what you do on trends, then it's going to, you're just constantly going to look back and cringe at your outfits. Mm. Um, so I feel like I've sort of developed my own sense of style within following trends and going along with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Actually, you, it does seem that you have developed your own sense of style, which is a great thing to do. And it's kind of, you know, what you're wearing now, this is going to sound really weird, but... <laughs> You could be wearing what you're wearing now when you're 60. Yeah. And it yeah. would still look good. It's <laughs> it's kind of ageless. Even the glasses, the glasses are are so fab. Where do you get those from? They are they're Gucci. Oh, they are yes. Gucci. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You brand <laughs> No, I think Melissa's is honestly like the blue the, like Loki the blueprint as well. Because I'm not gonna lie, before I started doing this um podcast, I was following Lewis and like he has a style and like when I was obviously seeing him every week, I'm seeing him every week now and like he just has like a, like it's just Lewis. I can't explain it. I feel like people like, 
people are copying you, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how did you two meet? Did you meet like from following each other on Not TikTok or Twitter or... Yeah, so I <laughs> I actually don't know if you've heard the story. I, like three weeks into dating my boyfriend, um, I showed him this, I showed him Isla. I was like, oh my God, I found this girl on TikTok. I'm obsessed with her. She's so funny. And I showed her and he was like, oh, I know her. And I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. I was like, <laughs> I know her. Tom, I was, I'm not going to have words. I was like, this is way too early because it was like, the first, I thought it'd been really cool. And, I went, and he was like, yeah, she goes to my uni and she's really good friends with my best friend, Sam. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but then... It was like, so we, I found Isla through social media, but then we quickly realized we had so many mutuals, mm. which sort of cut down that awkward internet yeah. friend. Like, Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's been how long have you known each other? Because it seems like you, you know each other really well because <laughs> you just kind of fit. Mm. About you know a year and I mean? a half. It's like, yeah. It's not been not cra- that long. No, no, it's not been crazy long. Mm-mm. And like, we haven't chilled a massive amount either. Mm. Like, yeah, I think me and Lewis just, yeah, we just get on. Like, yeah. we're just easy to talk, like, to talk to each other. Yeah. yeah and and I, how did you start doing the, the podcast? Um, So I Pop had off. I had a season before this, which I did on my own. And then we went on a bit of a break and I sort of brainstormed how to rejig it about. And the people who we produce our podcast with now was like, have you ever thought about a co-host? And I was like, I'm not really sure on a co-host because I love the attention. And they were like, <laughs> like it, they were like, it doesn't have to be like a whole like duo, like, oh my yeah. God, like you and your best, best friend ever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and they were like, just someone who you might know of who is into the same sort of stuff with you and is confident and is funny and you think you can get along with. And I was like, you know what? As soon as they said that, I thought of Isla and I was like, I actually think there could be one person who could work. And then oh. we came in and did a like a pilot sort of thing and then the rest mm. the love story is history history, history. oh so when you're feeling insecure or you know the day or life isn't going brilliant brilliantly do you have something that you would consider to be a comfort blanket that makes you feel cozy and safe i'd say my mum <laughs> Honestly. Okay, well, you can't wear your mum. <laughs> oh, okay. something to wear. Something to wear. No, it can be your mum. It can be your mum. Oh, mom. right, okay. Oh, to wear. Oh, I always, oh, do you know what's annoying? Is I actually always have, like, my grandma's ring on, but I've been playing netball recently, and I've had it on for so long that, like, my fingers actually kind of, like, like still growing. Yeah, so I, I find it really hard to get it on and off every week, so I've just, like, left it on whilst I've got my... Like my fingers, like it's so skinny at the bottom, like really fat at the top. Because big, it's well, you've probably got big knuckles. You've yeah, got big knuckles. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but I can't take like because it hurts so much to put it back on. I can't take it off every week. Yeah. But yeah, my grandma's ring. Okay, so, what about you, Lewis? Um, I, I would. One of them is definitely these sunglasses. I wear them all the time, and they're big, and they take up a big frame of your face. Um, I also have this big long fur jacket. Which I, I mean, I have to be like, I like a comfort blanket, but also in the mood to have. Because mm. you know, sometimes when you're in a mood and you want a comfort blanket just for comfort, but you know, sometimes when you're in a mood and you want a comfort blanket to bring you back up, that's the fur jacket because it's so big that it actually doesn't matter what you're wearing underneath because it covers it all, and it's just so large and in charge. And I kid you not, I have never not worn that coat out the house once and not gotten a compliment from a stranger. I like constantly yeah. have people coming up to me in the street being like, I'm so sorry to stop you, but I love your jacket. Yeah. Or like I'll be at the pub and someone will come over. And I literally think they're about to like hate crime me for wearing, <laughs> for being this boy in this huge fur coat. Like I remember this big, big, like 
laddie, like English, rah, 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 pints at the pub, good boy came like bounding over. And I could keep, see him keep looking at me and I was like, oh, this is a little bit embarrassing. He came bounding over. He was like, mate, I absolutely love your coat. I've just got to say. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa. I was like, you know what? For some reason, that coming from you is a way better compliment than coming from anyone else. <laughs> but you say, so it's your big Gucci glasses and a big fur coat. <laughs> They both sound like things that you're hiding behind or you're able to kind of could be seen as armor. So the bit of you is, is, is it, are they a form of protection, do you think, when you're feeling vulnerable? Yeah, but I would say they're maybe a form of protection in the way that like they cover, they're not like a big plain piece of clothing that covers me up. They're big and loud at the same time. So they're that sort of thing that will, I can put on. And, but I know, like, they're like things that I know go down with the crowd well. So I can put them on to, like, basically ask for a compliment to bring me back up. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that, but is it the thing where they're noticing your glasses or your coat, but they're not noticing you? Maybe. But then it's maybe mm. how I wear the coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 okay. Well, just... Yeah, because, no, I'm not going to lie, I have that exact... I have that exact coat and um, I do not get half the compliments that Lewis apparently gets, so it's definitely him. Do you share clothes, you two? Do you swap clothes? No, to be fair, we need to start because I actually yeah. live near you. And I know, and also I think we have we have a lot of like same but different things. Like yeah. we have the exact same like big bag in different colours. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of the same shoes, a lot of the same coats, very similar sunglasses. Yeah. So soon. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I want to ask your advice, all right, because... I, it seems, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've written, I've been on television, la, 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 I've written books, blah, 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 blah. And it just seems by chance um, that I'm becoming a 60-year-old influencer. And I keep <laughs> getting all these brands coming my way, most of which I turn down because I don't actually believe in them. Mm. What? Give me a tip that's going to make something I do without showing my saggy tits or stripping <laughs> naked that's going to go viral oh or something that's going to get attention without being crass or is it a slow build-up um well you know how you were speaking about like the your hate like you got hate comments and stuff you can make something out of that <laughs> if you wanted mm. to bring it up because no, honestly yeah people like I people love. get really like people get interested by things that you because yeah because i didn't know that you were on a strictly Especially if you're like confident in the fact that like you don't really give a shit about what people think, it's good to make a joke about um, people just chatting shit about things that aren't true. Yeah. Mm. To be honest, I, I've I've had like one troll, and I congratulated them <laughs> massively <laughs> by saying, "You, I am just so over the moon oh, to sorry. have my first troll. Thank you so much. You've made my day." I think also. People care about people's opinions on things, such as why we do a podcast. Like yeah. people love a gossip, and there's not always someone to have a gossip with in real time. Okay. So I always think most of the stuff that does well for me is when I'm giving like a hot take opinion on something, or like I'm commenting on a trend, and I'm like, "This is really bad. Why are people still wearing this?" Or like, "Oh, this is really fun. Like people should keep wearing this." It's people love a gossip. It's human nature to yeah, gossip. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think that's good, and that's I do find that it's like they people respond to each other on my feed, mm. which I really I like that kind of sense of community. Okay, so this podcast is called My Wardrobe Malfunction. <laughs> Um, look, um, let me just say, Lewis is just kind of showing his breasts <laughs> a little bit more by opening his mouth. In, in I training. Love that. It says in training. 
<laughs> oh, I love that so much. So what is the worst wardrobe malfunction you have had, Isla? I am someone, like, as I said before, I'm trying to dress to, like, I'm not trying to be wasteful of clothes and stuff. So I used to have, like, a lot of things that just didn't really fit me too well. But I don't know if this is a malfunction. I, it kind of is. But it's something that's gone wrong with what I've been wearing. That's fine. So um, I was at a an award show and I loaned these like um, vintage Chanel earrings and they were clip-on earrings. So a lot of vintage earrings are clip-on. Um, and, you know, I was getting the drinks in, having fun, whatnot. Isla, do not lose the earrings. Isla, do not lose the earrings. Isla, do not lose the earrings. We are in the um, cab on the way home and my friend goes... Isla, where's the other Chanel earring? I'm like, <laughs> I check, it's nowhere to be found. Like, I couldn't find it. Anyways, I had to replace it. And that, <gasps> honestly... You have to pay for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I had to pay for a new one. And that wasn't even the issue. It was more... I don't know, because I just love things like that, like a vintage Chanel mm. earring, like a vintage Chanel. Someone else has got that. I went back to like the Royal Albert Hall. I got them to do an intensive <laughs> search of that place. Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to buy a new one. It wasn't crazy expensive, but... But how um, did you find... How did you... Because it being vintage, how did you find another one? Oh, because I loaned it from a um, this lady and then she just, like, she, she obviously has the connects to get them. So, yeah, yeah. I just had to pay yeah, her. Thank but, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that sinking feeling. Oh, mm, losing, awful yeah. when you realise something's gone. What yeah. about you, Lewis? I would say it's a malfunction just because it looks it looks dreadful. But um, <laughs> I think it was a pivotal part of me like growing my confidence. When I was about 15, 16, and I started I started experimenting with makeup and I started experimenting in ways I wanted to like present myself. I also decided to take it upon myself to like start shopping in women's section, which I still do to this day. I'm very like mm -hmm. much of the stance that it's a piece of material doesn't really fit either gender. But I was very much like I want to show how like different I am. And I would go and I was a bit too old to be dressing like badly. It was like 16. It was the age where like people are starting like, you know, like maturing and getting a proper grasp mm. on what fashion is. <laughs> and I would turn up to house parties in like women's blouses and like the spray on skinniest Topshop Joni jeans and like a frilly blouse. And everybody <laughs> and I look back and I'm just like, that's dreadful. But at the same time, it definitely helped a lot of my confidence because 16 imagine a 16 year old per yeah that is pretty iconic to be fair no but I think god I I think that is so fantastic mm -hmm. that you did that I, I don't think that is a malfunction at all maybe in your young mind it was yes but I think that that shows real class, I've got to say. That's a very classy wardrobe malfunction. And are you, this is again going off on a tangent, but it's something I'm interested about because I see it with my own kids. Are you, how politically engaged are you? Or are you more likely to kind of get behind a cause as opposed to a political party? Well, I'm a Green Party member, okay. supporter. So, like, yeah. I guess that's a cause and... It is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So it's, like, both, really, because, like, people always have something to say about something. So mm. um, no matter where you are, I, I've, I'm i now, like, with Green Party because it's actually something that I, like, believe in, whether or not it's, like, the vote that counts or, like, this or that or, like, the theories that people have. Mm. Like, for me, when I... At the end of the day, when i am got my piece of paper and I'm ticking something off, I know that this is what I believe in. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm... Yeah, for me, it's, yeah. So yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's like a combination of the two, really. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. And what about you, Lewis? I um, I think it's hard because especially there's such um 
this may come across a bit like, mm, but there's a sort of grasp of reality check from someone like living the life I am to someone who's a politician and the one making the decisions to a point of like, disconnects the wrong word because I'm still very much engaged and it's like far too much of a point of privilege to ignore what's going on. Um, but there's a point where it's like, you can't grasp on what like, things that we are seeing happening in real world because you're too of too much in a far different reality from me. Um, I think what you said about causes is something that I stand and what Isla says. I think I just try and associate myself with things that I truly believe in. I think you're so right, Lewis. I, I genuinely, I think that, you know, everyone, you, you kind of read these things about the youth and how basically they're you know, they've got no direction, they're all anxious, they're all having mental breakdowns. And yes, that is happening. But I look at you guys, for example, and I look at my own kids and their friends, and I just think, you are so inspirational. <laughs> and it's like, if you are the future, then we're going to be okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, woo! Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, you know, I really do think that. And I think what you're doing is, you know, it it is the reality now. And, and, you know, people of my age might kind of say, well, you know, it's ridiculous. Why are they living their lives on social media? But that that's how it is. That's yeah. how the world is. And, and you can't deny it. You have to embrace it. For sure. And, you know, I take your my hat off to you both. But um, one last question. Do you have a birthday suit, i.e. your all-time favourite outfit or garment? And you can't say the fur coat again, Lewis. <laughs> Ooh. I don't think I have something that I own. I'm right trying now. to think of something that I've held onto for so many years and still. Or even something, let's say you're going to an award ceremony. Do you borrow something or do you have something in, in your wardrobe that's going to make you feel a million dollars? Maybe something that's going to make you feel a million dollars. That would be a birthday suit. For me, personally, it's maybe less about what I'm wearing, but it is um, a fresh bleach and haircut. That is what will make me be like, I'm good to go. And before yeah. anything super, super important, like a birthday or an award show or a big holiday that I know I'm going on for like a long time, I will go and make sure that I've had a fresh cut and proper bleached my scalp. <laughs> 100% in your camp. 100%. Okay. Isla, what about you? Uh, I do have this one dress from Zara, actually, um, that I've had for years. And it's like a really, it's like a pink, like, frock. And I just love the word frock. I don't know why, but, yeah. like, it's just like a, um, is it like chiffon material? And it's, like, layered and, like, pink. And it's just, like, me. And I remember wearing it, um, like, not last year, maybe the year before, like, with a banging tan. And I can't wait to wear it again this year, like, with a crazy <laughs> tan on holiday. So, yeah, I think, like, that would be something because I could wear it, you know, with trainers. And I can also wear it, like, going to an award show as well. So yeah, probably that. There you go. Yeah. That's your birthday suit. That's my birthday suit. Well, you two, you have been so fantastic. And, um, you know, please, if you want to know what's going on in the world and with your, maybe you've got kids of my age, do tune in to Pop Off, which is out, the podcast, which is out every Thursday. And where else can people find you? Uh, um, I'm over, all my social medias are looking for Lewis. Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, Aww. all that. My um, Instagram is at Isla Lobar and my TikTok is at Isla. Isla is ISLA, by the way. <laughs> all right, my 
darling. I just think you are both so fantastic. Oh, and I, I, it's been a dream to speak to you. And um, yeah, I wish you all the luck with your future. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. All for right, us. my darlings. Thanks, Lewis and Isla. I really meant what I said about the future being safe in their hands, by the way. Speaking of hands, and specifically fingers, here's Duo with Passion Gitana.
wonderful. You can find Duo's new album, Destino, at duoguitarmusic.com and follow them at Duo Guitar Music. Lewis and Isla's pop-off podcast is out every Thursday. I'm not going to repeat their social media links or we'll be here all day, but you can easily find and click through to them by going to show notes. Finally, you can find us at MyWardMail on our socials or our website, MyWardMail.com. And of course, subscribe, rate and review us on your chosen podcast platform. That's it. Thanks so much again to Lewis Nyla, to Duo, and of course, to you for listening. Catch up soon. Until then, my wardrobe is officially closed. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.